Okay, we do we do a like little intro where we just talk shit and then we introduce you when we But do. you can talk during the Okay, cool um, intro. You don't have to sit there in science, this isn't the Prince video shoot. <laughs> <laughs> don't look Todd in the eyes, what are you doing? Professional, yeah, like, yeah. Can you make that stop vibrating? Can you make you stop? Why don't you just even turn the vibrate off? Me? Um, I don't know how. Neither. Yeah. I don't know how. And I don't particularly care either. So. Fair enough. Mm. Professionalism be damned. Are we on, Dan? Of course. All right. Welcome to um, How Not To Be An Asshole. <laughs> is that a controversial thing to say? Are you got a secret you want to let out of the bag? Just shit I usually skip over when I listen to a podcast. You, you ungrateful bastard. You're definitely the first politician I've talked to in a positive way. You're tapping on the table. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you did. Oh, not. Sorry. <laughs> is that your enthusiastic face? That should go straight on the wire. Hello, welcome to... That was a good one. Do you like that one? Yeah, it was really good. Do it again. Hello! I couldn't even do that if I tried. You could, Todd. I can't muster the enthusiasm for um, that sort of speak, you know? Well, I'm very and, excited about today's and, show. And Suzo speak. I am too, actually. Because when we started, I was saying to our guest that when we started, there was maybe three or four people we had in mind. Yeah. And she's probably the last person yeah. out and, of that list. And episode 34. Yeah. Finally gotcha. Got me. Yeah. yeah. I think you're the most okay. famous guest, though, so it kind of like... Mm. Stands the reason it'll take the longest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. getting through to my people and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. takes a while. It was, it was hard. It was hard. Um, <laughs> how's your week been, Dom? Um, it's been good. Yeah. I've just I'm gonna do a workshop next year teaching adults how to write. Cool. Um, creatively. Adults should already. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. No, you don't have dyslexic teaching you how about grammar, <laughs> mm. spelling, literacy. And then um, so I got accepted to do that. Mm. I got arrested. Cool. Mm-mm. How's that? <laughs> Pretty mean. I spent the night in the cells on Friday and with, like, the father of one of the children we work with. <laughs> <laughs> and so had one of it. So That's full circle. That's like, mm, yeah. yeah it was, was it like reliving your youth in a way? Um, yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah, a bit of a flashback. Did you sort of just do a stretch and go, ah, back here again? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was real weird, actually. I think... I was real wasted when I got there, so that was good. I just kind of laid down and slept as best I could. But, yeah, the next day I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And I didn't put my laces back into my shoes till just before. That's annoying. <laughs> um, but went to court today and they threw the shit out because it was so old. So that's some advice to people. If you abscond on a sentence and then a warrant is issued... If you abscond for like eight years or something, they'll pray throw it out. Pray don't try it with murder or anything what? more serious than what, what did you do? It was an assault. Okay, mm. but it's reasonably serious. This is and their sentence was an assault on my sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> All That's right. why I didn't do it. Um, thanks to our sponsors, Halatau. Currently enjoying a um, delicious halatau in celebration of my court victory today. <laughs> um, cheese on toast? Yeah. The Daily Blog, have you been sending them to them again there? Mm. Yeah. Right, just checking. Yeah, they doing something. Um, Dan's here as well, everyone. Say hello, Dan. What up, Dan? Hey, Dan. Hi. Um, fuck the most out. enthusiastic member. Adi you. Adi you. Um, and yeah. Hello, Christchurch. Yeah. The land of dreams. Mm. Alright, anyway, there's enough fucking around. Okay. You can do an intro. Okay, uh, today's guest 
is Keisha Castle Hughes. She's. Are you the youngest person ever nominated for Oscar? I was at one point. Till that little bastard yeah. came along. What little bastard? Um, little bastard. I, I can't say. Her, I'm, I should be able to say her name. Kuzavance Wallace from mm. Beasts of the Southern Wild. Ah, uh, yeah. I didn't really like that film that much. Like I like yeah. I like everything it. about it except I didn't if you know what I mean like it looked amazing it's the soundtrack's great mm. but it just didn't work. Mm. We never get for an intro anymore and eh? now we just get the which is cool. Yeah, we well, even knows who Kishi Castle Hughes is. She's a national treasure. Yeah, <laughs> self-described national treasure. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you didn't even finish the cuz that's quite a big thing for people that might not know. The you were the youngest person to ever be is it N- nominated for Best Actor? Nominated for Best Actress in the, yeah. the Academy Awards. Fuck, that's so that's cool. That's pretty cool. It's crazy. Mm. Wild. You've, you've also been in three of the most popular franchises, Star Wars, Star Wars. Walking Dead, and Game of Thrones. Yeah. I didn't even know you were in Star Wars. Did you not know yeah. that? No, nah, I didn't know that. Um, the Doctor Queen Rick, of Doctor. Naboo. Mm. Wow. Was that crazy? Yeah, it was. It was really... It was... It was, I think that was my first job after Whale Rider. Um, and it was, I was 12 or 13. And George Lucas had seen Whale Rider, was a big fan of it. And he asked, like, I don't know how it works, but I had like an agent or something, and a new agent. And he rang, his people rang the people and said, we want, he wanted Keisha to come and do a cameo. And I remember at the time, I said, I don't really like Star Wars, so nah, thanks, I'm all good. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like Star Wars? Well, it's just, yeah, I was like, when you're 12, like, it just made, you've got no Mm. concept of, like, a job or a career or, you know, Mm. and I was like, I just want to go to school and hang out with my mates and muck around, pash boys. Yeah. Did you get to pash lots more boys after you became famous? Not really, because I feel like if I'd been anywhere else but New Zealand, <laughs> yeah. like I would have, but it was like, you know, in New Zealand it's that real like, oh, no one's going to like give you that satisfaction. Mm. And so it was the opposite. <laughs> like my, f- my first day of high school at Penrose High <laughs> was the day that Whale Rider came out. Oh, wow. And I remember I was, I'm like a... My birthday's early in the year, so I was, like, 12 when I started high school. Like, very small, big backpack, very dorky, <laughs> shoes too big for me. And and everyone was so, like, oh, oh you think you're pretty cool because you're in movies, eh? Mm. Like, yeah. I was just like, not, no, not really. I just want some friends. <laughs> New, Zealand's, New Zealand's very much like that, eh? Like, I haven't yeah. even done anything special. I ain't been in Star Wars, but if I go home to New Plymouth... I know some people like, oh, I think you're pretty cool, don't you? Cause, yeah. People like to like kind of just keep you in your place. And I don't think, you know, it's like, it's directly, like it's the tall poppy thing, but it's also just like such a like deeply fundamental part of our culture that often people don't even realise they're doing it. Like it's yeah. so, often it's just like a slip of the tongue. It's just a small kind of... I think there's a positive it, aspect to it. Like there's this absolutely. thing... There's this thing of... New Zealand's too small to pretend to be something you're not because it's too small. Like someone, It's very much like a keep it real. Yeah, someone yeah. knows who you actually are. <coughs> yeah. So the minute you start trying to act like something you're not, you'll get called someone on Someone will call you on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you, like, you didn't come from the traditional child actor background going to oh my God, special no. acting classes and stuff, right? Not at all. I, um, my... I grew up in, like, 
in Auckland and Glen Innes, my parents were like young, lots of kids, very poor, like both artists, very like rebellious and just kind of did what they could to kind of keep us afloat. And there was definitely no room for any extracurricular activities unless that was like cleaning the house, you know, like, <laughs> it's like yeah, you know, like, I was like, it's well, I always say like, it's as an adult, like I recognise it. Like I'm like, you can tell when, like kids have grown up poor because like they're really good at cleaning. Mm. Well, was, <laughs> Dom is an exception to that. Yeah. Oh, not all yeah. the time, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I. But I you know, like, it was just like in the holidays. Like my mum would be like, "Well, piss off, Get, like go play outside, or if you're gonna stay here, then I'll give you something to do." Yeah, we got a new chore schedule. Yeah. Like in the holidays, and it was just bullshit. It's like so, an ar- yeah. it was, what is this army camp? Yeah. Like I want to be a child. It's like oh. Okay, so I just spent, what, three months looking forward to the holidays? Now you fucking drop this bullshit on <laughs> now me. Now I'm your I'm like, slave. I'm out here trying to enjoy myself, mum. <laughs> I didn't have anything like that. We just had yeah. to do the dishes uh, and, like, make sure the dogs didn't get on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but, yeah, I was, it was very, like, I... The casting director for Wild Rider, she, like, went around a whole bunch of schools in Auckland, around New Zealand, I think, and just watched kids in their natural environment which is like I think that's the term that she used at the time but I'm like school is not a natural environment for children I don't Mm. use that at all that's that's, um that's funny because your natural environment was urban and then the film was rural it was yeah it was it was and that was like my family like my mum's Māori and my dad's Australian and so, like, my family are from, like, the East Coast, from Tokomaru Bay, which is, like, two bays up from Whangara, where Wild Rider was shot. Yeah. But I remember, like, after I got the role, it was, like, a long, lengthy audition process. There was this big thing about me not being Māori enough oh, wow. to really? play, you know, that role. Like, it was like, oh, you know, like, of all the girls that you could get, why'd you get a girl from Auckland? Right. But, yeah, like, I was like... In, but my upbringing, it didn't feel very urban like it was still very mm. we just mucked around well, he, in the he, park and heaps of urban maori are real in touch with like that rural maori lifestyle oh yeah right? for sure yeah so you go away to tangies yeah exactly you... so we knew what it was but then i i had to have, i had to have a sun like two sun beds before i did well right because oh, wow. i was really fair fuck <laughs> that's <laughs> out of it i'm not like now i'm thinking I don't, in this day and age, it would not be okay to put an 11-year-old no, in a no sunbed. No way. Nah. Are they pretty much illegal now? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And what was it like going from being in GI, being poor and stuff, and suddenly you in a feature film? It was, it was weird, and it was like... It was very surreal. But in a weird way, like, I felt like it was the only thing that I was, like, built for. Like, it was, it was very much... Like, I took it in my stride and I loved every second of it. And my, my whole family came with me. At the time, there were... There's, like, eight of us total now, but, like, at the time, there were, like, four of us. Mm. And then my mum. My mum is a single mum. My dad kind of, like, floats around. And so she, like, moved us all down to Gisborne. And she... I mean, she, like, she was amazing, like my mum was. She kind of just... 
I can't imagine what that must have been like for her more. Because when you're a kid, you kind of just go with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're just, and it's, and you're not, there's no sense of, because I'd never done it before, I wasn't aware that, like, this was going to turn into a film or, it just felt like playing. Yeah. And, you know, like, I had lots of time with the director to play with the other cast members to, like, learn who this person was. And so they just kind of shot it and I loved it. And I was, like, the centre of attention and everyone was looking at me all the time. And, oh, God, it was, like, my favourite thing in the world. I couldn't believe it. So you didn't, you didn't know, like, how sort of important that book is considered within New Zealand Not culture? at all. Like, I, and or the story or what it, I don't think anyone anticipated what the film was going to yeah. become. Mm. But I, I do remember shooting it. I think it was an eight-week shoot and we might have been about four or five weeks into it. And I remember stopping and saying to the director, to Nikki, I said, uh, is this going to, like, be in the movies? And she said, yeah. And I went like, like you, like people could pay to the move, go to the movies, and then like I'm gonna be on the screen. And she was like, "Yeah, what do you think we're doing?" And I was like, "Whoa, that's buzzy." That's so cool. I was like, "That's so cool." But also like coming from a place where no one in mind, like we couldn't, we never went to the cinema. Like I before before that, I'd been to the cinema once. Are you serious? In my life, and it was for my birthday to see a Star Wars film. So like two years before, so because we couldn't afford to go, and, How crazy and is no that? one in my neighborhood, like neighbor, you didn't go to the movies on the holidays. No. Like it wasn't something that you did. I remember when people used to dress up to go to the movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I got a movie with my friend Ronnie, and he had like Sunday yeah, one best. button up shirt. And stuff. <laughs> 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 oh. That like talking about just that whole thing during because so the movie would have come out and you would have like like you said started high school and stuff mm. like that's the beginning of your journey of like trying to figure out who you are and shit right and oh for sure so that must have made that journey so fucking weird because I think it's just difficult enough as it is for any teenager but then with all these people with these other ideas about who you are and Absolutely, and people chiming in. Mm. And I think one of the hardest things about it was that, especially like once I got to high school, is that by then, you know, I'd shot a film and then I'd also like done a series of kind of festival, like film festivals around the world and and I was always with adults. Mm. And even as a a child, like I always like, Want like you know? I think everyone does when you're a child. You want to grow up and be an adult. Like now that I'm an adult, I do not want to be an adult. Like, <laughs> I'm, and I'm terrible at adulting. I'm mm. not a good adult at all. But oh, you're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but when you know, and so it was a weird thing too. Like I never quite. I really wanted to be a part of this thing at high school, but I I struggled with it because mm. I would go from an environment where it would literally like be all about me, and I would be allowed to have whatever I wanted to being in a classroom being told, like, oh, to shut up and sit down and you talk too much. And I'd be like, please. Like, yeah. so I was, I mean, I can't imagine, I was a nightmare at high school for my teachers. Like, I was, I bumped into one of my, like, my form teacher recently at a barbecue of a mutual, and it's, like, weird all of a sudden, you know, you're, like, you're both adults. And we, when we were at high school, like, she was my form teacher for, like, five years and... Like, I hit her once at school. Like Jesus. We just, like, we never got on. I always had to sit at the desk up next to her desk because I talked too much, you know, like, I was never allowed to sit next to other people. So a real rivalry. Yeah, and then, and I remember seeing her at this barbecue and, and going over and saying, oh, I'm so sorry, like, I was such a little asshole. And she was like, she was like, you were, like, my favourite student I've ever had. 
Wow. She was like, she was like, it was painful because she was like, I remember thinking like, I really want to be friends with this girl, but I have to be her teacher. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's. I was like, well, we can be friends now. <laughs> I was like, and so it was a weird. It must be weird for. I never thought about it from their side. Mm. How that you know? She was. I could always see that you're going to be like a great adult. It's just like trying to harness you as a fourteen year old was the worst thing ever. Yeah. And how did it like um, like being a being a child actor, like I don't know. How did you sort of? Because you've managed to make a career out of it, whereas most child actors. You know, like, where's the guy from Sixth Sense now kind of thing? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. No. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Oh, jo- Macaulay jo- Culkin. Haley Osmond. Now, have you seen him? He's, like, He's real... fat. Yeah, and gross-looking. Oh. Yeah. I saw him on a list, and it was terrible titles, like, child actors that look like shit now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you avoided, you're, you're, you're avoided Your style's really in Ascension, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think a lot of it was just to do with... Like, when I was a kid like I always wanted out like I think for as long as I can remember like I always had like a very big imagination uh like my extended family are very like very like middle class New Zealand like you just get like the cards that you played and you stay in line and you don't and I was always like very loud and like very like no like I don't want this and and I think like that, and like I just saw an opportunity and like ran with it. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, you know, I listened to like my brother and I used to listen to like lots of rap when we were like kids, and it was so like prevalent to us because it was this like they talked about like getting out of something that that they didn't want to be a part of, mm. and you know, and I didn't, it didn't, it didn't like mean I didn't want like material things. I didn't. I just wanted. I just wanted, I didn't want my life to be as hard as my parents' life was. Mm. You like seem like you might be, like, you might like it a little bit of adventure as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah, like, like an adventure. keen on a bit of adventure. Oh, I'm so keen on a bit of yeah. adventure. I'm thinking about, like, buying a boat at the moment oh, and living God. on a boat. That's sick. I could see Jono on some little shorts and yeah. a hat. And <laughs> living shit. on a boat. I think that's an interesting thing, too, is, like, because... I guess from knowing you for a couple of years and your husband Jono too is, and being able to see, like, and I haven't even been around you guys much, but there's also been incredible sacrifices you guys have made as a couple for like mm. for your recent successes, right? Like, Shit, yeah. Because to on, to the casual observer, it could seem like ah, oh, it must be pretty easy. You rock up to audition, get a great job, and, <laughs> God, you I know. Wish. Because remember when we were doing that something magazine yeah. and you were up there and you hadn't done anything for a while and you're just drinking. I was like, how's acting? Like, oh, I don't know. You know? <laughs> Fuck it. And then, you're, and then I remember seeing you a while later and you're like, I'm going to go to LA, just give it another go. And, I thought, and, then, and then suddenly it was like you just, it seemed to take off again, you know? like Yeah, and it's weird because I've gone through like over, I mean, that's like from when I did Where I Just Now, it's been like 15 years, which is like absurd. Um, but... It's weird because it's like ebbs and flows. Mm. But for ages, it's exactly that thing of like just trying to get through being a teenager, uh, which is never easy. And then I had Felicity when I was 17, which like was the greatest thing that happened to me, but also like a gigantic like stop 
Yeah, because the media really turned on you when it happened, eh? Yeah. It was shocking. God, you would have thought I was like Mary Magdalene of the modern day. But, that's, like... but, that's, like, but that's like going back to that thing of you being like the national treasure and like New Zealand's little darling, you know? Like... I know, and people couldn't deal with it. And mm. it's and it's such a, and I think too, like it's such a weird thing. I do lots of work with like an organisation called Thrive, which is like supporting teen mums and dads. And so much of the issue around like teenage pregnancy is that, like, for some reason, like, very quickly, when people become, like, proper adults, they forget. And they can't deal with the fact that teenagers are having sex. Mm. Like, it's not about... The baby. The baby. It's not about how to help this person, like, to be a good parent. It's like, oh, you dirty little slut. It's like, well, it's done now. I can can tell you've had sex because there's a child. Yeah, because, no, it's a fucking immaculate conception. Like, you know, and so so I find that kind of... It was, a, it was such a weird time. And it was the thing about having her then, like the nice thing was is that it just took me out of my whole life for so long was like about like what other people thought, being validated by other people. I was like very anxious as a teenager and like like very depressed and I was always like worried about like what people thought because everyone always chimed, had a bloody opinion. And the nice thing was it was like one of the first times of my life, if not the first time, like I made a decision that was like purely for myself mm. and just went, you know what, this has got absolutely nothing to do with anyone else but me and my family. And then, of course, like I remember it was so weird. It was like in the paper and they had like the head of the family planning like making comment on it and like wow. and politicians were making comments, you know, and I was just like, how are you, like I'm, if you're going to come over and help me, like change your nappy in the middle of the night by all means like <laughs> go for it but if not then I like, guess it's that downside of that New Zealand thing we're talking about you know like everyone does feel like they've got a piece of you and yeah. yeah but then do you think that maybe being able to come through all of that and then become successful again is part to do with being here as well totally because it keeps you like that's the thing is that the thing that and I think this is like for anyone like in New Zealand like I think and, like, now that I've, like, been away from New Zealand for long enough, New Zealanders are, like, the best versions of themselves when they're overseas. Like, I finally... I was so desperate to get the fuck out of here when I was young. Like, I hated it. I had nothing nice to say about this country. Like, it, I was just like, no, hate it, hate the people, hate everything about it. Um, and then I moved over... And I never understood when I would meet foreign people and they would go, oh, but, like, Kiwis are amazing. And I'd be like, no, they're not, they're awful. <laughs> but you leave and you start to understand it. Mm. Because we, when people go, it, like, all of a sudden, like, all of that other stuff of feeling, like, suffocated. And I think a lot, like, for the most part, like, everyone I knew, like, when they were young, we all felt, like, suffocated here. Yeah. Mm. Because it just felt like there was nowhere to go. And then you leave and all of a sudden, I'm like, now I fly the New Zealand flag so proud. Like, it's Which ridiculous. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole nother. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so true, though. Like, and just that perspective thing, too. Like, because I went and lived overseas mm. for six years and then came home and I fucking love it here. Like, Tom, I love it. Yeah, Tom and Louis came back the other weekend and I saw them... I, I'd already seen Louis, but I hadn't seen Tom, and then met at this bar on a Sunday afternoon, mm. and there was heaps of good people around, like heaps of the homies, and it was a sunny day, and we're drinking beer Sunday afternoon, and I saw him, I was like, happy to be home, and he's just like grinning, and I was like, fuck, like just going away and then coming home and 
not taking those things for granted that you absolutely love about home. and like what I think like New Zealand in particular like what we have here is that there's something like very like yes there, we've got our whole own set of issues but there is something like incredibly special about the land as a whole mm. and mm. the way that like I always try to explain and Americans always think they're always like oh, you guys all must be like off the planet and I'm like <laughs> no like we're really quite grounded like, it's like there's something like people we have like a relationship with the land that is very different to anywhere else in the world. Mm. That is still very much like, I feel like it moves at the same pace that I move at. And like, I get it. Like as soon as I'm here, I'm like, oh. It's weird, eh? Because we were talking about this the other day, like I mean, when you live in Melbourne and there's just like concrete everywhere. Yeah. It's really hard to get to the, you know, and you don't realise how much you miss the forest. and Yeah, that you yeah. need it. Like you mm. need like, it's yeah, it's like it does. It starts sounding like we're all like living on a big commune down yeah. at the bottom of the world, but you do like it's that. Like so I have this, especially in LA. Like I always want to, like bury my feet in dirt. Yeah. Just to feel. There's an American thing where they do that, eh? What's that called? I don't know. Burying your feet in dirt. No, there's like it's yeah. called a practice. Oh, what's it? It's called something like grounding or soiling mm. or something. Oh, I don't reckon they call it soiling, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps. <laughs> No, but it was a thing because Christina was talking about yeah, it. No, my girlfriend, she yeah. was over there and she went, um, she has a lot of meditation. Okay, cool. And she went to a meditation retreat and then they were like, okay, now we're going to go outside and whatever this thing is called and do it. And she's like, what do you mean? And they just went out and like rubbed their feet in the dirt. And oh, to get grounded. Yeah. Because mm. I guess if you, because they're like from New York, so yeah. I guess if you. It makes there. sense. Because all that like concrete is not good for you. No. Like, and, they, and I think that's the. And it's funny too because. I had a conversation recently with someone, like I spend a lot of time like in the ocean in Los Angeles, like as much as I can. And it's like a shitty version of the ocean, I know, but at least it's still mm. water. Um, and someone, a friend of mine, she said, oh, like, I, I've, like I've never gone in the ocean. Like I'm so, I'm so scared of it. And I was like, man, I'm scared of that. Like I'm scared of like those freeways and those buildings. Like that shit terrifies me. Yeah. Like I don't understand that infrastructure there like this ocean this is fine <laughs> i reckon my house is a real nice happy medium of the two it is it's good like i'm right by the city but i'm surrounded by all these yeah, trees like, all the green, exactly it's okay yeah uh, there's a motorway down there but that's cool it's like a nice hum what bugged me out about new york was like how it's like you know it's new york so it's millions of people mm. and it's all concrete but then you go half an hour to the city and it's the forest. No shit. Yeah, and like really quickly it starts becoming that as right. you're driving out, which I had no idea. Mm. I just assumed it. Because even like Melbourne, I think, it feels more sprawling. Yeah. Yeah, because New York's quite Condensed. compact. And yeah. Yeah, it just is a lot in a very small amount of space. Isn't yeah. that a good way to do a city? Fuck yeah. Mm. Well, that's how you have a... Shit, yeah. That's how yeah. you have a vibrant city. Yeah. yeah Could yeah. you imagine if Auckland was condensed and we all lived close by it would actually be a real city yeah fuck yeah well that's it's because it's so sprawling there's no I mean there's a centre here but it is it's strange like it's just so big yeah. in Auckland like you it need takes a car a, yeah you need a car yeah do you hear they're getting rid of the outer link no not that it was you is at that, all is that gonna fuck you yeah the what yeah. the outer link you don't even know what that is <laughs> <laughs> you should have talked to um, what's her name about this Julianne Genta did we not? No, I don't think we talked about the outer link. I talk about public transport on this so much, though. Mm. Was it a bus that It's a bus it's that goes around the outer sort is of, it the yellow? of the city. Uh, the, the orange. Is it orange? Orange or yellow? Frange. 
and then it's Frange. Frange. Let's call that colour Frange. But yeah, it's just like the only way you can get from like Sandringham to fucking Ponsonby without walking for an hour and a half. Anyway, look for that. I gotta um remember when I saw you in London and I've been on tour and you'd it just been announced that you got Game of Thrones. And so yeah. like about a month prior I'd seen I don't know if I'd seen you but I'd seen Jono and I was like because everyone knew that you got a big job, and I was like, ask it. And I was in the car with John, and he just put, he was driving past, put me up, and I was like, what's the job Keisha got? And he was like, man, I really want to tell you, but I can't say. And I was like, sweet ass, and didn't pressure him or anything because I'm a good guy. And then, <laughs> but yeah, and so then when I saw you in London, it had been announced for a couple of days, and I had no idea because I'd just been on fucking like tour time and. Like, you know, no it was wife, such a wife. good time in London. Fuck, it was so cool. And it was so, a fucking great show. Yeah, oh, thank you. Well, I was, and that's, I seriously attribute it to me being so excited that you were going to be on Game of Thrones. Because when you told <laughs> me, I lost my fucking mind, man. And I was so proud of you and so happy for you. And like, just a few days prior to, or maybe a few weeks prior, I'd seen Askew um, exhibit oh, in yeah, London. Yeah. And like, his painting was of Lani's face. And then it was like a combination of all these things of like all these Kiwis in London just, well, yeah, just doing really cool shit. And yeah, that was fucking incredible. And I remember just being an asshole to everyone that night. <laughs> like, like people were asking for things. And I was like, wow, you're not on the Game of Thrones, are you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not, no, but that, I reckon that's one of the coolest feelings. And I think, like, I've never lost that. Like, I, went, I, I saw, I remember when I saw Askew's show in LA mm. and then and little Al's had his show at the back and I remember just going out there and like I just like sat in the middle of the room and just cried for like yeah. 10 minutes and the guy at the gallery like he was like oh are you okay and I was like yeah it's just like these are my homies like this is <laughs> fucking crazy like I was yeah. like this is yeah. this is wild like that I'm here and that I'm here looking at their art like on a wall in this city and yeah. like and then they weren't even there like that yeah. was the greatest thing like and I was I think yeah that's a, like it's such a nice feeling Fuck because it's yeah. exactly that of I always feel like New Zealand has this like especially creatively had this like overload of talent yeah definitely. like this there's so many the most talented people across like all creative fields yeah. I know are Kiwis and it's not because I'm biased it's because they are no totally if you just if you just single that down to like rap music for instance absolutely like i can't really think of a, a country that has better output like obviously america <laughs> then i reckon new zealand and obviously i know new zealand rap music way better than other countries but stuff i've heard like i'm like i reckon we've got like several more good artists than the best artists mm -hmm. i hear from other countries and diverse as well yeah, like, yeah. Really diverse. so diverse totally. and we've i think because we've got something to say i think that's i mean it it's a result of the country that we live live in, you know, like there's very much like people are still like it's exciting because people are still want to say shit and have stories to tell, and I never feel more inspired to want to tell stories than when I'm at home. Mm. Like I, it's funny, like in LA, like it's very it's a very like easy living, it's very monotonous. Like the light is just one tone. Like I always think about like the light is just it's just light and dark. And there's no sense of like nine AM or four PM or midday. Really? Like it's just hot and nice all day and then it's nighttime and then it's hot and nice all day and then it's nighttime. And mm. you go through this and then next thing like it's like one month, three month a year has gone by. 
and you've got no gauge of what happened so there's and no when change it happened. in the season at all no like it every now and again like it'll rain for an hour and the whole city will break down but <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no sense of, so people aren't resilient to anything and and it's so it's quite weird so that creates i think the people like a very much you become you adapt to the environment that you live in and so all of a sudden i find myself like especially with work like i have to like I have to come home to reset to think about the jobs that I'm taking. Yeah. Because when I'm in LA, like I'll be like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like that's an easy job. But I'm like, I don't, I don't do this because I want easy jobs. You know, like I, I just want to like turn up and say a stupid line that means nothing to me and goes against everything that I stand for. You know, and then you come and then I come home and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> It's so windy and cold and I've got to like put on a jacket and, <laughs> and, and oh, now I've, I'm like, oh, I can make like actual proper life decisions. Hmm. Do you have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have any jobs coming up that you can talk about? Um, yeah, I've got an exciting job coming up, which I'm, um, I'm doing a new show called Roadies, which is, uh, it's a TV show written by Cameron Crowe. Um, who did Almost Famous, and so it's like about a bunch of roadies who look after this big American rock band. Do you want to do some method acting? Because I'm about to go on tour and I need someone really? to carry shit around. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I play, I play the sound engineer, Don oh, Mancini. Yeah, I don't think I'll get you so, to do method no, acting yeah, for that. Don't <laughs> I'm, I'm not cut out for it. But it's so it's like really cool. It's just I know like it's nice working with. It's a really cool group of people. And Cameron's like right back at this is his world, like this is everything that he knows and is good at. And it's so nice working with someone of that kind of he's that he's so successful and yet he's just like so chill and he's so grounded. What else has he done? He did almost famous, like Jerry Maguire. What else he's done? He he was like a writer for the Rolling Stone. He's he still writes for the Rolling Stone. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Is this is this is it a series or a film? Series. I yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, it's um, it was like a long process of shooting it and waiting for, you know, the powers that be to tell us whether we would be able to make it. But we just kind of got the green light. So Dope. it's like yeah, first time in my life I've had like secure job employment for longer than a year. Like it's like very weird. Sick. Wow. Like I can, I can just like I can think like long term for the first time in my life mm. about just life stuff. Oh, that's like, so relaxing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so weird. It's I'm like I've been <laughs> broke my whole life. It's so <laughs> weird. I mean, I'm, it's like I mean we're still like having to like cross the bridge to get there, but it's just such a nice feeling to go. Oh, like. Actually, like, there might come a time that I might be able to, like, buy a house in my life. Yeah. Instead of just kind of being like, oh, sorry, like, I would say to Felicity, like, oh, sorry, kid. <laughs> when does, you better get a good job. <laughs> when, when, does, when does that start, Erin? Um, we, we start shooting in, like, March. And oh, then okay. it won't air till like, June next year or something. Right, cool. Yeah. I, I'm guessing you can't talk about Game of Thrones too much, but I'm guessing you're in the next season. because In the next season. You didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just finished shooting sick. season six. Dope. Um oh actually look, oh they can't see it on the radio. I'm just <laughs> oh, I'm no. taking I'm just taking my shirt off. They, they yeah, just, this hasn't happened before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just taking my shirt they just sent me this um T shirt yesterday. Right. You know shite all Jon Snow. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So. You learned wushu for that, eh? Yeah, I did. Martial art. So if we got wushu. you a broom, you could beat up Dan with it? Yeah, sure. That would be cool. I mean... Yeah. He, he, Dan looks pretty agreeable to this. Yeah, Dan's just nodding like, his head like, yeah, that, I guess that could happen. <laughs> if that's Dan really sacrifices for this podcast. He does. People don't know that. Like, We're just... <laughs> you just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Propose he takes beating from a now martial arts <laughs> expert. Oh, fucking Is it something that... I can't say that. You're going to keep up? Do you want us to no, keep that? No, okay. don't. Go for it. Is it... Wish you going to be something you keep up? Um, well, you know what I discovered doing Game of Thrones is that I'm not, um, I was like really frustrated for ages as an actor. Like I was really like, oh God, all anyone wants me to do is cry on camera. I'm so good at crying. I'm always so depressed. Um, I want I want to, you know, I want to be an action star. I'm not cut out to be an action star. Um, I'm fucking lazy. They make you look I'm, really tough in Game of Thrones. I know, like, and it's mm. like, and it's amazing because I'm... I'm a nightmare. Like, I'm, I didn't realise how physically lazy I was as a person. <laughs> oh, it's just like, I don't know how, like, I don't, I'm, I, the endorphins don't kick in for me. Mm. I just get tired. That's like my boxing match with Mike Costin. I get so Costin. tired. I think I might lose because I'm, <laughs> I'm like that as you well. You can't lose to Mike Costin. Nah. Nah, it'll be. <laughs> well, he's sick anyway, so you. Yeah. Doesn't he have like a fucking like Lamborghini or a Ferrari yeah, or yeah, some oh, ridiculous yeah, car? Yeah, yeah, white Ferrari. Yeah. He's, uh, Why? Like, where do you where do where do you drive that shit in Auckland? Like, what do Parnell. you do? Like up and down Parnell Road. Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah, so deeply pull, insecure man. You just pull up outside cafes. Did you see he like he had this thing where he tries to do like a good deed. <laughs> and he go he goes in so and they film it like so how good is a good deed when you fucking film it and then show it to the world? <laughs> but he goes he goes into like a cafe in Parnell and pays for like the next ten people's coffees. It's like motherfucker, these these the people. people I was gonna say who in Parnell needs their fucking coffee paid for? No, exactly. Like, oh, he, he paid for my oh yeah, yeah, yeah Mike yeah. <laughs> Fuck man, I bet they had to wait for like. They had to go through like a hundred people. Most people in Parnell are probably like, what? I was gonna pay for my own. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mike. But good, good on him for agreeing to this fight. Yeah, no, it is nice of him. Beat the piss out of him. For charity. For charity, not for my own desires. Do you think you might enjoy it a little bit? Yeah, probably. I'd, I'd say yeah. Where are you off to? You're just leaving. Oh, <laughs> Fuck this, you're not talking about me. I'm out and of here. <laughs> I see, yeah, can you grab me one? I see what your form teacher was talking about. There's a lot of unprecedented shit happening on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Keisha's way or the highway. Well, no, do you, do you smoke weed? Oh, yeah. So, LA must be good then. Oh, my God, it's so I haven't so been bad. anywhere where it's legal yet. I feel like, Apart from I feel like a big reason... Big part, I mean, the big part... Big, Part of the reason I live in LA is because the weed is so great. Um, <laughs> I, it's I but I I discovered weed really late in life. Like I didn't. That's probably good. It was really mm. good because I like so my dad smokes a lot of weed and has always, and so I never really was that into it. But and so. I mean, I did a lot of damage as a teenager. I drank way too much as a teenager, but I think everyone does. Just as a RTDs, teenager. RTDs. <laughs> KGBs and purple goannas. Sick. Mm, yeah. Sick. Well, you have, we have these things called tuataras in Gisborne. There's like a, there's like a 
gizbe, a specific Gisborne drink called a Tuatara, which is half a Stein Lager and half a Purple Goanna. Oh, oh shit! Fuck. I was gonna shit fucks you up. Before, <laughs> back in the day, I wanted to do a um, stage trick where I filled up a mess bottle with Purple Goannas and pretend to scull a bottle of because it would look like mess. Yeah. Or is it Terps that's purple? Terps, meth. Terps. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Would have put it on one of those bottles and then like scull the whole bottle and just like amaze the crowd. Amaze them. Yeah. But then you would have to drink a whole lot of guana. Fuck, I'd do that. <laughs> Fuck, I'd do that without an audience. <laughs> is this the only thing to yeah. drink in the house? Yeah, yeah, there was nothing else. Um, yeah, weed in California is great. Um, I. Do you get the edibles? Yeah. That's what I'm excited about. But, uh, so I, they hit, like, 420, the, like, 20th of April. Like, I don't know why it's the National Weed Holiday. I don't have any, like, anything to back this up. But um, they they go so hard. And so that you have, like, and, but the thing is, I like it because it doesn't feel, you know, like, it doesn't feel scody. Like, you don't have to, like, meet someone at the park and, like, mm. dodgily, like, kind of hand over something. Like, you have a card and you go into a shop. And like the shop, and they help you, and there's like uh, vending machines, and you go into these dispensaries, and there's like little old ladies in there, and businessmen, and dogs, because you can get doggy treats for your oh, for your dogs and stuff. And so you for go, your dogs? And, yeah, what? the dogs like get medical marijuana as well, because like all the dogs in LA have anxiety um, and. and, <laughs> and Wonder if you're like wonder if dogs you're like, are people too in Los Angeles. If you're if, if you're a homeless dude and your dog had mange, do you reckon you could get yep. weed for its mange? Absolutely, yeah. you can get it for anything. And Even in New York, it was like, just someone gave you this number and then you ring it and then this dude is like, yeah, cool. And yeah, it's so it's so growing up. Mm. I think that's what it is. Like mm. it's because I like I have this thing about like drugs and I'm like I think that there comes a point in your life that you should be like a growing up about drugs. Like I have like a, one of my pet peeves is people who say, oh no, like I probably want to take that, but I'll just see if I can find it later when I'm out. And I'm like, no, because someone else has gone to the effort of like going, you know what, like this is what, you know, it's like you have, there comes a point where you have to like, if you know that you're going to smoke weed, then you need to like be a grown up and like purchase your own marijuana. <laughs> Pretty stern about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like, you go into these shows, like, all like. I'm surprised you keep company with the people you keep company with in New Zealand. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is no, that it's only because I do have this. They have this approach that they hang around. It's different if it's your mates. Yeah. Like it's different if it's your mates. But if you were just like straight up, like to you know, out and just being like, oh. Yeah. And that's what you're out for, looking for that. That's different. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, totally. I get yeah. you. Did you really meet Jono on Twitter? Yeah. It's weird because we have all the same friends. But you never met. But we never met. Or maybe we did. I mean, we're both, like, pretty... Like, do, you, do you recommend your like, rom-com? We kind of, like... <laughs> we kind of settled, settled each other down a little bit. But, like, God, like, when we first met, we were both, like, really fucking loose. I can imagine. Yeah, it was... There's like a very, very like crazy kind of blurry period, and um, but we we met on. I was living in Toronto, and we met on Twitter, like talking about the basketball or something. Mm. And then it was just like this back and forth. For, we talked on Twitter for like a year before and, you met. Yeah, before we met. Just just in like public or private. Both, but we never it never kind of. There was never, like, 
relationshipy. Like yeah, it never yeah. felt you know, like we were just mates, and yeah, we just yeah. like liked the same shit and thought each other had the same humor, and was just like, oh, you're so like this is funny. But we were both really weird about it. I don't know why, like because we had all the same friends. We were both really. I was like, you'd be not be fucking telling anyone that I'm talking to you. Like, <laughs> oh, like yeah, yeah. I'm not telling anyone. You know, like yeah. it was just weird. It all like everyone's small. experienced that. Eh? Yeah, like, like I was yeah. like, you know, you've been like, don't like cock block me, like mm. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> like, and so I came back to New Zealand and um, I think uh, I think Tom was like playing a DJ set and he was like oh do you want to go and I was like like if yeah like with everyone not <laughs> together you know like no way and then like he came, he he came and picked me up from my house actually, and I drank like a box of Lion Red before he got there. <laughs> Shit, yeah, you did. Because <laughs> that's what gets Nash. romance started. And no, by the time I got there, I was like, just I was annihilated. Like I was, he to pick me up from the gig. I was just like, my friend pretty much had to like carry me to the gig, and um, and then the rest was history. Basically, but That's it was so weird good. we was kind of we, we hung out for ages in Auckland but it's that thing like you don't realise it's so small that people would say to me like they'd be like are you like hooking up with Get Ben and I'd be like uh no they'd be like oh well you guys hardly ever tweet each other anymore why is that <laughs> I was like what or they'd be like oh you guys are tweeting about the same thing as if you're at the same thing you know like, get a life yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not too much to do here so like Prying on other people's right, lives. Exactly. Getting involved. Twitter's great for researching for these um, podcasts, though. I bet. I had. I just had a recent um, kind of kind of issue with Twitter, um, where I had to delete. There were two things. I had to delete my Twitter because of the Game of Thrones fans are like so crazy and mental and just they're just like hordes and hordes of abuse, and I could not really take it. like. And I'm and I can't. I know I'm not meant to, like, respond and all of that stuff, but I was like, I will not stand for cyberbullying, even if it's against me, and started, like, tweeting them back and, like, engaged in this, and then went down this deep, dark hole and was, like, writing people, like, these essays about, you know, like, their manners and how their parents had raised them. And Fuck. So I just had to stop. Like, I so I had to delete my Twitter, and, and then <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it was just too crazy. And then the other thing that happened was I was doing, like, a press tour for Game of Thrones, and I tweeted something, God, it would have been like two years ago, and every single interview I did, it came up, and every interviewer would start their interview with, oh, so uh, two years ago, you tweeted, I act with my face, not my vagina, what do you mean by that? <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't know, like, I just, it's a tweet. <laughs> you know, so, I don't know what I meant by it. Like it was two years ago, but there was this weird thing where all of a sudden, exactly that, like in interviews, like all these people would keep bringing up stuff that I'd tweeted over the years. You said this on Twitter. Like, do you really stand by that? Or, I know, guess it's the first that kind of journalism because there's different types of journalism, and one of them is to try and trip you up mm-hmm. and get that scoop, get you to fuck up and say something, and then be and like, to react. <laughs> yeah, which is a which is a pretty popular form of journalism these days, right? Yeah. But what I think yeah, if, what I think Twitter's good for, though, is when... Because, you know, like, if you just research and you just read someone's press yeah. that they're putting out, then it's pretty bland and it's already out there. Whereas yeah. you can actually see what someone's thinking. And, Absolutely. And, you know, like, we had um, Julian Genta from the Greens on mm. last week. And, and you could see the stuff that she's really excited about. And, yeah, and, cool. And 
But oh, yeah. yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I guess I'm not the researcher of this podcast, am I? But yeah, because it's straight, it's straight, <laughs> it's straight from the source. Mm. As opposed to, I think that's a great. That is the great thing about it, about social media as well. I think, especially in this day and age of, I can celebrity and like people are so obsessed with knowing every single detail about people's lives it's, mm. I, I find it so bizarre it's not conducive to like what you do in your craft at all like to know what people eat yeah. <laughs> like yeah, who cares right. speaking of um speaking your mind what about when you had a run-in with the prime minister oh, that <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell the listeners what happened there me old mate john <laughs> Hope, hope you're listening. Well, he probably is. He's a big, big fan. He's a <laughs> big fan of the podcast. It's <laughs> always really nice about him. Um, he, uh, I, it was, I did a like, lot of work for Greenpeace. Like I still do, but when I was if, about six years ago, and um, I was wor- working like fronting a campaign which was about climate change and very like randomly out of nowhere, John Key was at a business conference in Brisbane and someone posed the question, you know, what do you think about the Greenpeace campaign? And there were quite a lot of like high profile New Zealanders, if you will, attached Mm. to it. Like it wasn't just me, like there was about 20 of us. And his answer was, well, I think Keisha should just stick to acting. <laughs> How did that make you feel? I would be real fucking mad. I was really fucked off. Yeah. Because I was like, one, it had absolutely no context. It was like, it was a very stupid answer. Mm. And and also, I was like, you're the Prime Minister of our country. Like, you can't just tell people, you can't just like willy-nilly say things like that. Well, it's real infantile, and right? And it's, it's so infantile. It's so I was like a 19-year-old single mum. Yeah, like, like you can. <laughs> oh, I'd be terrified too, like Prime Minister of New Zealand. Like, but come like, on, man. Like, but you're allowed to have an opinion absolutely. On, on environmental issues. Like, why? Like, and that just seems to be his reaction to everything is just to like cut off you. Like, what could have fucking you are, you are. possibly <laughs> not? On top of everything else, he's fucking wrong. He's a climate change guy. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> he's absolutely <laughs> wrong. And so, so we had this kind of interesting. We had a meeting. Bunny McDermott at Greenpeace is like one of my, my like heroes, and she's like one of the most phenomenal women. And she. But she, like, sat me down and was like, we can, like, make something, you know, we can do something about this. Because I was like, I'm really pissed off. I was like, and I was like, and even, like, just kind of at a level of, like, you can't just tell kids all over, like, just to stick to something. Like, it's Mm. not, it's, I was like, that's not what he's meant to be doing. And so we, we had this, uh, like, kind of, I went on. Who was it at the time? I can't remember who was... Maybe it was John Campbell was still... It must have been, yeah, John and, like, and talked, like, publicly about, like, what had happened and then just said, like, and I also said, like, I'm not really, like, I'm not stupid, like, I know exactly what I'm talking about and Mm. here are the issues and here is what the campaign stands for and and I also stand by what I say and I don't think it's fair for you to, like, single out one person... Um, and I and I said to him, and I absolutely invite you to like sit down with me. And I said that on national television, and then he responded and on national television, um, and this kind of went on for a week of this like live debate with the prime minister. So you were actually talking to each other, or was and it? I'd never met him in person. Okay. And so it got to the point where I was like, "This is 
so juvenile. Like, I was mm. like, okay, maybe this is how politics works, but I'm not a politician. Like, I'm just a person, and I'm mm. doing this because I give a shit about, like, the New Zealand that I grew up in and leaving it for my grandkids. Mm. And so, actually, you know, like, I'd like to just sit down and shake your hand. So he, he invited me to his house for a cup of tea, which I like politely declined. Does he not have purple goannas? You obviously don't know me. Where's the Woodstocks? And I said, like, I didn't think that was appropriate to go to it. Like, it wasn't, it's not a very, like, neutral space to meet no, at his totally house, not. you know. But that's the, the sort of man he would Absolutely. Be, like. And so we had, we had a phone call um, eventually after the week, and he, he, re- he just did his usual, like, right, Keisha, here's the reasons, like, scolded me like I was a child. Here are the reasons that you don't know A, B, C, D, E, blah, 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 well, yeah, and I'm sorry, bye. Wow. Um, and so I finally got the chance to meet him because it was the Labour Party invite. There was a princess, uh, Prince Edward and Princess Sophie were visiting New Zealand to the Governor General's and the Labour Party invited me as their guest the week after knowing that I hadn't met him. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> hey, friends. Uh, and so, and it was the most bizarre situation. I mean, those things are very weird. It's like a royal dinner. I mean, this is the, I'm like, I'm literally like, I don't know how I've ended up in these situations. Mm. I'm at like a dinner with the royals, like. Domino, like, do you want something hilarious? We're well, meeting we're Prince meeting Charles. Charles on oh my god! Sunday, I, yeah. Amazing! Amazing! Yeah. So it's like you're just like oh. I don't oh, know do you want to come? Do you and John want to come? To where? To meet Prince Charles. Oh my god! Yeah. All right. I'll put we'll you on the list. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Great. Sorry. No, that's fantastic. I love mm. this. Mm. Um. So. He was at this dinner. I could see him at the table across. I was having a great time with my Labour friends and we had some lovely dinner. And, and I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to be a grown-up and I'm going to go over and I'm going to shake Prime Minister John Key's hand. And I went over and <laughs> his wife, Brona, bless her, stood in front of him and he ducked away like a little kid and ran out the door. Wow. Are you fucking serious? That's what happened. And I've still never had the chance to shake his hand to properly meet him. Man, like he that's, sounds that's like how such he, a... That's how he responded to, you know, like... But that's true to form having of it, having everything we know about exactly. him, right? Like a, All those right when people are such a bunch of fucking cowards. Mm, we should fight them. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that's what just needs to happen. <laughs> just a fight. That's what my mum was saying. She was just like, just needs to be some ruckus. violence. Yeah, like a big civil war, cowards. you know? Mm. You know, that's the thing, that these cowards, and they're holding the country fucking ransom. Mm. Mm. You know? Like... Yeah. Like, and it's fucking embarrassing. You know, it like, is. it's so embarrassing. Like, especially when you... I was at a restaurant, like, in New York. And someone was like, oh, I, he asked for my ID. And he was like, oh, you're a Kiwi. He's like, you're going to have to change that license soon when you change the flag. Mm. And I was like, oh, can, I was like... Oh, how, how do you know about that? He was like, oh, it was John Oliver. Yeah, they make fun of him. we make jokes about it. Fuck, several times. And, like, his response to that, dude, what, he, like, issued a challenge, a real hollow challenge to him to come to New Zealand or some shit and, like, come to something. It's like, fuck, he's not going to fucking come over (laughs) here because he shat on you in, like, a satire piece and... John, John Oliver. Oliver. He's made fun of him a few times. A few yeah. times. He's great. He's, yeah. His show's so fantastic. Yeah, well, it's like... I mean, we've spoken about this on the podcast heaps, but just like his security detail, because my girlfriend mm. lives around the corner from him. Right. And he's just dudes patrolling outside. That's like, what I've heard. You're in fucking New Zealand, man. Mm. Like, it's just so... Uh, or Paul Henry, he's another one. Mm. You know, he went to that... Pro- there's that protest outside Sky City because oh, yeah. they have the National Party Convention. Mm-hmm. And he 
was getting in and someone was standing in front of him like you know and the dude's tiny you know and then so he had to push past him and then he filed for assault and he got the police to go beat him up you know mm. it's like these are the kind of people that we have let alone that whale oil yeah. guy oh my god it's just like what the fuck man oh yeah whale oil did some shit during the week didn't he did he? Said something about killing the Muslims before they kill us. And oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah we've got to get them before they get us and this yeah. creating this fear-mongering kind of... Do you think they believe that shit that they say? I well, guess it's, so. It's we- I mean, it's interesting living in America because it's like that has been the ongoing way of, like, uniting their entire people for such a long time that mm. people really do believe it. And so, That's so, and so it's sad, like, watching the New Zealand and, like, knowing that in New Zealand that we've all known may not exist so strange that like americans are terrified of islamic terrorism and how what every other week some american goes in and kills a bunch of americans with a fucking gun and like absolutely insane as well right like fuck i'd just be scared of fucking living in america oh it's it's you become so acutely aware of it Mm. because everyone everyone has a gun yeah and and they and even the most liberal of people, mm. when it comes down to the constitutional yeah, rights yeah. and what they're entitled to as an American citizen, yeah. they don't falter on that. Well, I had I had that conversation so, with someone yeah. when I was there, and and he was a poet and stuff, and he was talking about the, all the shootings have been going on and the guns and how you know. But then he's like, but of course I wouldn't give up my guns. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like you can have it both ways. And I always say to people, what are you gonna do? Like do with it? I don't understand. Are like, you you absolutely comfortable with if someone breaks into your ho- on the like rare rare chance that someone mm. breaks into your house, you're absolutely comfortable with pulling out a gun and shooting them. Which is what they are like statistically speaking. That's what they never get used for, right? No, that's, they never do. <laughs> right. But that's, but that's suicide. Yeah, mm. but that's everyone's excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's like, think twice as many people shoot themselves as shoot other people. Mm. Some crazy statistic like that. And the mm. numbers of like sort of like accidental gun, mm. sh- you know, stuff that happens with children or with people playing with them is just re- like outrageous. Every single day, some kids found it under the fridge and. Mm. Oh, Dark guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened, man? I, I got a. Have you ever been like in like financial dire straits? Oh my god! And my whole fucking well, life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have you ever been like sort of stunts you could do to sell sell Woman's Day a new story? Like get get a three legged dog and I've like with mange and be like Keisha's three legged dog with mange and their <laughs> love for one another and then. Oh, I've. I mean, it's not even like it's not even the story that I've thought of. I've thought of just doing crazy shit. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 I've been desperate enough to like that woman say wouldn't even buy the story, so I've thought I've had to. I'm going to have to do the crazy shit. Mm. Um, I think. I mean, I'm very, very proud feminist, but like I've like considered stripping so many times in my life, like because it's just like I've just been like, oh my god, mm. like this is. Like this, the only way that I can just get like quick, quick money. I've never done it, but I've just like thought ha- about it a lot. Your career, you hey? they don't like you. Well, that's the sex. other thing, and so like, <laughs> yes, I've had like I've had like thoughts of like trying to like sell to a strip club, me being like a masked stripper or like. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've had outrage. I've, you know, I've, I mean, th- I think we've all like thought about all the different ways that we could rob a bank or, mm. you know, like credit card fraud or whatever it is. But yeah, like it's just, I know it's weird. My, my brother, one of my brothers like acted for a little while and I always say like, he's like much better than me. Like he's like very, quite good. Yeah. But he just didn't have that, like, enough of that kind of, like, I don't know, insanity to believe that something could come out of this. Like, he was like, uh, like, I like living in a nice house and wearing nice clothes. Like, when the fuck am I going to get paid? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, but you might not, but you get to say you do what you love. He's like, no. Yeah, there's a certain... Deg- Tapping out. There's a certain degree of just your willingness to pursue something, eh, that is as unstable as anything pretty much in the arts, right? There's Absolutely. And it's and like it's fine when it like when it's when it works. Mm. But more than often it doesn't. Like before I did Game of Thrones, like I hadn't worked for like three fucking years. Like I hadn't been hadn't had a paycheck for three years. I was oh. <clears throat> on the dole for t- I was on the was on the sickness benefit for two years. Mm. You know, like I was just you know, I and mean, like going into the fucking Newland office every week and like Yeah, that must have been fun. Oh, and everyone's like, you know, having to go to the seminars and was like, Oh, Whale Rider, what are you doing here? Like <laughs> <laughs> Gotta smoke, fuck, fuck off. Wow, man. You know Should we do our highs and lows? Ah oh, yeah. Dan's gonna start. Um So we do a do we do a highs and lows of, okay. of the week? Awesome. My low was the fucking Tony Veach of hangovers I had on all the things. Mm. What, did you do a bit of partying then? A little bit. Not much. What were you celebrating? Having beers. Okay. <laughs> it's a good reason to yeah. celebrate. Mm. Um, hi. Shoes. Mm. Definitely. Rare. Do you want to use your left or your right? Okay. Um, <clears throat> highs. <laughs> wow, good week then. Great week. Um, I actually I I went fishing on Sunday. I loved it, mm. and I like caught some really great fish. You did some real Aotearoa shit. Went to Tiri Tiri Matangi and hung out with the birds. Beautiful. Um, low was. Oh, I tried to make some focaccia, but it didn't work out. It really pissed me off. <laughs> I've tried three times. That's I was it. actually making a loaf this morning to bring. Oh, you're going to bring it guys. here? Oh, yeah. fuck, that would have been ill. And I, because I had some I'm focaccia and I'd made some, like, lentil stew and I just couldn't. Damn. But I'll, oh. I'll, I'll get you some bread once I've figured out right. the recipe. Episode 70 yeah. something, we'll see you with yeah. focaccia. <laughs> it's going to take a while. <laughs> My low is definitely getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> and my high... What is my high? Fuck, I think watching um, Israel fight on the weekend. So former guest, Israel Adesanya, is fighting on... Oh, no, I just watched it at home. But That's I was... Sick. Yeah, huh? Sick. Yeah, it was fucking dope. I was downstairs by myself and my flatmate was in bed. And, like, I'm not... I'm a pretty subdued person. Like, I'm sedate. But I... When he knocked out dude in the semi-final, I was, like, yelling. And I woke my flatmate up. 
Sorry, Sigrid, but Sigrid said it's all good. She doesn't mind being woken up if she doesn't have anything to do the next day. What'd you say? Men in sport. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah fucking. Yeah. She's saying something about testosterone or something. Uh, my high would be I pretty much finished my novel for good. So I Woo, congratulations. Mm. Thank you. That's fucking amazing. It's going to be great. Um, and my low was the All Blacks winning. Because I was oh, hoping that they would lose. A, Fuck, I was just so... Uh, honestly. The whole thing without... Mentioning the All Blacks. Oh. Sorry, Dan. Man, yeah, we should have kept it All Blacks free. That was deeper. Cut yeah. it out. No one cares. Because I, th- I think it would have really <laughs> damaged John Key's popularity. Yeah. I went... I oh, keep... I keep smug little prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I keep checking the news sites, and today the first one I saw that wasn't an All Blacks article was... About a woman who like fell on the ground and the lawnmower killed her or some shit. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah, yeah. What? I saw that. Is this uh, in New Zealand? Yeah, shouldn't be. Die a fucking straight guys. Yeah, we should be laughing about that. Eh? Oh no! no. Oh, I don't, I don't understand. Like, so she was. That was like a ride on lawnmower and she fell off it and then. And it ran over she, her. Yeah. Oh no! It fell on her. Yeah, I'm not sure if it like fucking mowed her. Oh god, it's awful. Moral in that is get Don't a goat. Don't the fucking lawn. Get, get, what? get, get a go. stupid goat. Goats mm-hmm. kill people too. Um, is there things coming up? Oh yeah, the, on Friday the Triple AP benefit show, King's Arms. Fe- not featuring me. Sure Why not? I'm sure I don't you'll know. be the next one. I played the last one and apparently they. No, didn't cause, no, it was because did you? Did you f- Bomb the last time. Who's great? No, <laughs> no, it was because I can't imagine um, you would have. She asked me who. <laughs> they had a little bunch of people, and then they were all white men. And then she was like, "I need to get some non-white oh, men." I, oh. Cool. So they, you're the white man, and <laughs> I'm the white man, and I'm sitting on the side. There's only room. There's only room for one I'm sure white there's gonna man be other benefit now, guys. For you who would you go though? Yeah, actually, I don't, I'm just being a dick because I don't want to play a free like, show. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like really broken. I was like, sweet, I got a show on the weekend, and then I was like, oh, it's but I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. But anyway, that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be myself, Lars Randa, Racket, Soccer Practice, Street Chart, Street Chart. Oh, cool. King's Arms. Someone, Friday. That's a good good lineup. It is a good lineup. Um, I'm seeing. I'm just checking events here. Uh, and Todd's boosted. Go give some money to Todd. Oh Boosted. yeah. I only need. I'll hit you up on Boosted. Man. Thank you. You should See? seriously like think about doing a booster too. You know, I, you have, this, get it like I have this. Well, I have this theory too. Like, so I have this theory about money because I don't really like. I, like I don't give a fuck you, about like, money. Your purse yeah, you like, a, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like racks. Like, yep, you got racks. In I there. just like, like I don't know. Like I, I my life stays the same whether I have money or I don't. So it doesn't, you know. Like maybe I'll eat nicer food. But really, like, nothing kind of changes. Likewise, and that's how and poor so, people live with yeah, money. Like. So I just don't really care about yeah. it. But I just think that you should just kind of spend it, like, just yeah. cool got stuff it all the time. It. Yeah, and just do yeah. what you want with it. Like, I, what is that saying? It's better to live like a king for... Oh, it's better... Oh, anyway, I can't remember what the saying is, but it's better to live well for three days. I think the saying before. goes it's better to put some money in Todd's Boosted then to not. Break his little heart. A wise man once said. But yeah, so we only need like $1,700 left and we got oh, 11 you days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yo, guys, what's and that? Boosted. Yeah. Yeah, so if any of the listeners want to, I'm working for Boosted, hit me up. Yeah, he is. And we're going to... Um, is that like a job job? Yeah. You have to like go every day? No, nah, it's, it's only like a few hours. Oh, like a, oh, that's okay. An artist job. Yeah. 
No, I'm just always, I'm always curious. I've got lots about... of emails to answer, so I can't work full time, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm just always curious. I just I've tried so many times in my life to have like a regular job. Tare. Because I've you know I feel responsible. I don't to... think you'd like jobs it. are so worky. I, I can't do it. I've I've been fired from almost every regular job that I've had for and. What, one was one was truly because I walked in and they said this is your desk and I said I don't fucking tell me what to do. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> oh shit! I'll sit wherever I want, thank you. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. You should go. Um, no, don't worry. What was the time then? Uh, just over now. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Keisha. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you. Very good. Um. Oh, we're going to play a song. We're going to play oh. my new song that I put out last week. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's uh, called Mercury Plaza. Don't it's, eat there. Nah. Whatever you do. Do it's fine. Don't listen <laughs> really? to that dog. That's disgusting. I feel like my immune system is built on Mercury Plaza eating. Oh, mm. Absolutely. I remember yeah. we made That's our why fr- I never get sick. We made our friend eat a furry fish that we found there. Oh. Do I don't know that? about that. Michael, Michael McNamara yeah. ate the furry fish. So that was... um, And the tofu there, you can just taste that it. it's been sitting around for so I mentioned long. that in the song. Did you? I say something about how shit the tofu is in everything that you eat at Mercs. Oh. But yeah, it's a romantic song about going on a date at Mercury Plaza, which Sigrid said she'd been on a date there. I've been on a few dates to Mercury mm. Plaza. Mm. It's a real yeah, thing. I think I might have actually. Yeah. Fucking, oh, that's something else I need to talk about. There's a couple things. Wait, sorry. Parlor, right. parlor store just opened on High oh, Street. Oh, I just, um. What did you do? Got my, uh, oh, did you just purchase something? Went in and bought my uh, T-shirt. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. They're so Dope. great. It's really nice. Yeah, so they're like a boutique kind of streetwear store that's just opened up on High Street. They had the opening on the weekend. That was really dope. And, fuck, there's someone else I need to... Oh, I need to thank Kerry Knox because he's been personal training me. And like, Kerry, I need some uh, personal yeah, training. Yeah, same. Fuck, he's been killing me, Is man. Like, oh, I, I, just, I mean, I need to ease into it. I had to. <laughs> yeah, last week was my second week. I still need to be able to smoke a cigarette. Last, oh, I can still do that. Can last still. week I had to do hill sprints up this real steep hill, man. Nearly vomited. But yeah, Kerry's the man and working out with him has been great. If you want to check him out on Facebook, he does boot camps. School of Hard Knocks. K-N-O-X. Boo. K-Dog. Yeah, the man. Boom. Excellent. Boom. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. you. National treasure.